This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Seth Rollins, sure, he's a predictable pick to win the tournament. But is he the right pick for the tournament? I am Luke Owen, D-A-D. I'm joined by the Professor Dan Layton, P-H-D-A-D, here to review yeah, nice. Monday Night Raw here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Please do press the subscribe button if this is your first time here. Give us a little thumbs up as well. And leave a comment down below with what you thought of the show if you're watching this on demand. However, if you are watching this live, oh. get in your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support we'll read out all of them above the five us dollars if Streamlabs isn't being a dick about it <laughs> we will do our best uh, not only are they losing names they are not taking through some payments oh, as well so yeah it's, it's been a great time dan love that for Streamlabs, oh. and indeed especially for us yeah it's it's really good yeah it makes that. the whole thing worthwhile <laughs> <laughs> no what makes it worthwhile is the community exactly and being together it's the, the friends we made along the it's, way but the money I can't lie to you, it's quite sweet. <laughs> well, you know, I can't pay my mortgage without it. There you go, there uh, you go. Also, if you're in the mood for clicking links, why don't you buy our book? Um, not only that, but we're going to be announcing today the winners oh, yeah, we had of our book competition. We'll be winning signed editions of the book. And please do also get your tickets to come and watch Night of Champions live with us in person oh, in yeah. Shoreditch at the end of the month with a live Causal Mania. That is sold out. It is. However, oh. the Night of Champions show, is their tickets still available for that? So mm. click the link in the video description down below. Join us for a night of wrestling fun. Well, actually, it'll be in afternoon slash evening yes. of wrestling fun because the show will start at four yeah um and then we've just got the pub until it closes so you can just come and party with us it's gonna be a great time and then i've got to come in and do the review the following say, day because we'll be in bed by like chopped up <laughs> before the close of play 
But this episode of Raw, as we get down to business, was really centered around one thing, and mm. that was the title tournament for the new World Heavyweight Championship, the Consolation Prize, uh, for those of you who can't beat Roman Reigns, um, of the Raw side of the brackets. Yeah, only Raw. Before we get to the SmackDown side of the brackets for this Raw exclusive mm. World Championship. Mm. Do you remember last week? Because they don't. <laughs> In fairness, Wade Barrett did say this. He and, did, and, and we all were like, no. But then they corrected him yep. on Raw being like, it's a Raw exclusive title. And, and then, then, and then, as Dude Where's My Car once famously said, and then we got a, a, another announcement that it is in fact going to be dual branded, at least the tournament side of things. And we had two triple threat matches and the finals of those triple threat matches mm -hmm. uh, on this show. So it really took over the whole the whole show, didn't it? Pretty much, yeah. It, it basically took over like the first hour mm. and then like the final third of the show. Can I just say... Final, like, eight minutes, really. Everything I I have seen when I we set the let it play out rule of three weeks or so. Everything I've seen about this championship has led me to go further and further into my full conspiracy theory rabbit hole, which is that this championship was designed for Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes was always planned to win. It was Triple H's pick to win at WrestleMania. It was going to be like, well done, you did it. You won the big one. Here's a brand new belt unifying the two because it says world champion. It's WWE world. It doesn't say heavyweight anywhere. It just looks like the old heavyweight belt. And then, and it was going to, and it's like, you won the big one. It looks like the one your dad always held, but it's got the big WWE on it because you finished the story and then we move on. The, the sheer lack of any form of cohesion in the presentation of the belt now in the in the story of the belt in the purposes of the belt in who can who can and can't challenge for the belt the brand split the non-brand split roman saying i could go for it maybe there's only one belt on his shoulders there's two belt on his shoulders is that none of it makes sense so it can only be that cody was supposed to win and this is the endeavor deal scuppered it well, do you know what, Dan? This is very interesting because you and I have uh, we've we've flipped reverses. Oh, really? We've almost freaky Friday'd ourselves no into, way. into swapping bodies. You're well. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> Enjoy this. Yeah, oh, oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Uh, let me tell you, it's sluggish until about three p.m. <laughs> yeah, but those uh, naked switch times is the ones I'm really. Looking for. <laughs> it's not that warm yet. It's not that warm. Also, those were private. Oh wait, no, I did tweet those. <laughs> gonna say those were not private <laughs> the, the context was that be real happened last summer <laughs> when it was a heat wave and literally three days in a row at completely different times be real went off when i was lying naked on my couch playing my switch, <laughs> playing switch. and there's a new zelda game out this week so well, I'll, I'll, have, I'll have a great time, time freaky friday this situation because like i've i've not turned a corner as such but i do think that wwe found themselves in a bit of a quandary which was that you either put Cody Rhodes into this tournament, which undermines his finish the story mm -hmm. story with Roman and also undermines the World Heavyweight Championship, sorry, the, the Blue Universal Championship over there because it turns out that actually wasn't as important because there's another belt that you mm -hmm. could have won over here. But by just focusing on the Roman one, that undermines this belt as well. So I thought they got kind of the best of both worlds by having him in the tournament, but also eliminating him from the tournament uh, early doors. And you can kind of sort of like just keep him away from that belt now. Mm. So he did go for it and he did almost you know tried his best to make it feel like it was a belt he wanted to mm -hmm. win yeah but then also like it did sort of kind of undermine a little bit his finish the story mm -hmm. story i don't know what his story is anymore 
because he told us that he couldn't finish the story unless he beat Brock, and then he beat Brock, but then he didn't come out on on uh, Raw being like, and now it's time for me to continue finishing my story as I'm going to go after. It was just like... He did a little bit. Yeah. A little bit in that promo. He was like, done that. Proved to you I could beat Brock Lesnar. Now it's time. And he, and he went over and stood by it, didn't he? Yes. But it, so was it just a case of just winning a title? Well, this is it. But this is why I can't, I, I can't believe it was ever supposed to be the plan. I don't... Because... The Royal Rumble, or or rather War Games, to WrestleMania worked perfectly. We the plans were in the works. It was always said, even though Sami Zayn's was growing and growing and growing in Sami Zayn's Sami Zayn was growing and growing in popularity right through the way through the Rumble. The storyline played out as we were reported that it was going to. Owens at the Rumble, uh, Sami and Montreal, Cody at WrestleMania. That's the way it was planned. With Sammy and Kev going for the tag titles. Exactly. And it played out. So I can't believe that they would have had all that in place and then nothing planned for now. Like, no idea of what they were going to do next. That just doesn't make any sense to me. So the only thing I can... You're new here. (laughs) But but this is where I'm I'm always huffing the copium or I'm always just like... (laughs) I'm the naive one who'll always, like, you know, be fool me twice. Shame on me. But uh, can't get fooled again. Um, George Bush. Uh, the, but I just, I don't know. I don't, I, why would you plan that much and then just not bother? Do you know what I mean? Why would you not go, okay, well, this is what's next. Or, or like, and that's, and, and the, the story was always that Triple H didn't like the Universal Championship. And so um, he wanted to sort of phase that one out, which meant that we'd have the one belt. And, and you know, it, was, it just represented the one thing and then endeavor comes along and and there was something i read somewhere about not wanting necessarily too much change at the top and in terms of the storylines and the face of the company all that stuff vince with his mustache the just for men's got to him and he's really pal i'm as young as i ever was and wants to put the pin in cody for now because he's not facing enough adversity and like it just doesn't make any sense to me and i thought that what went on in the show was a real effort to make the best of a bad situation, which has been the this championship's entire story thus far. And the, uh, none of it makes any sense. And it's frustrating because I am inclined to like two different belts. Yeah, I mean, that, that is where you and I yeah. differ on this yeah. because I, I'm, I'm a one belt kind of guy. But I'm only inclined to like two different belts if there are two different brands, completely separate, hard split, don't bother uh, any crossover ever. None of that... Brand Warfare Survivor Series bollocks. I like clean. I I think that once we get... <laughs> this is hilarious, really, because this is kind of what we said, like, well, once we get through Backlash, then we can uh, do this. But the, I feel yeah. like, well, now once we get through Night of Champions and we don't have a SmackDown star fighting for the Raw exclusive title, I think we will have that very hard line, this is Raw, this is SmackDown. Except for the free with, the, with the exception of the free agents. And, and, and with the exception of them and the women's tag yep. champions as well. Who were, you know, uh, sort of floating across both brands. And so, maybe on NXT as well. And maybe and also maybe Natalia, because yeah. she did she can so, do whatever she wants. She could do whatever she the wants. Great thing about, uh, the great thing about the brand split <laughs> is that you can appear on both brands. That's literally what she said. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so th- I think there will be more of a, a Maybe she's one. gonna win the SmackDown Women's Championship and take it back to oh, SmackDown. Oh, do you think that what it could be? Yeah, and then she'll win the Raw Women's Championship. And actually it's not gonna be a title swap. Natalia's gonna fix it. We'll get onto that later in the show. 
But the the main crux of this show was around this World Heavyweight Championship. And I, you know, people have accused me of uh, tinfoil hatting myself with a Vince isn't is as in control as you are making out to be. And I'm not ever, I don't think I've ever said Vince is making all the creative calls because I was talking to Sullivan about this earlier. Like, I, I they still feel like Triple H shows. They feel like Triple H spinning their wheel shows. And I've right. seen enough of those because I was watching NXT week to week for multiple yeah. years. I, I know a spinning its wheel show written by <laughs> Triple H when I see one and these are triple h shows but there are vince fingerprints oh, yeah. over a lot of things i think amos's uh featuring across both brands being one of those but also on this show because we since vince has come back with endeavor there have been more last minute changes which mm -hmm. we didn't see in any of the triple h era in the in mm -hmm. the early days but we have had more of them as of late mm -hmm. in particular on this show the opening of the show was really awkwardly staged. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making my notes. I get up in the morning, 6 a.m., I make my cup of coffee, and I, go, and I go upstairs and go to my office, and I start making my notes. Cody Rhodes' music hits, and I'm like, cool. Cody Rhodes out for a promo. Mm -hmm. Then Cody Rhodes is out in his gear, and mm -hmm. I was like, oh, no, it's his triple his threat. Match, yeah. Okay, so I then wrote Cody Rhodes versus, and then Cody cut a promo. And I was like, oh, no, Cody. How good he is cutting a promo. He's cutting a promo before his triple threat. Mm -hmm. And so he cuts his promo where he says that he beat Brock at Backlash. And, uh, you know, Jacksonville was his home during the pandemic. And I can instantly made me worried about his chances in this tournament, by the way. Couldn't really enjoy his time in Puerto Rico because he had the daunting task of facing the beast. But he managed to do that. And his goal is now clear. He must win this new title. I don't think that was his goal, but whatever. This is his new goal. Yeah. Um, he, he didn't say that I would be finishing the story because he didn't really use those words. But then, so he's cutting this promo. And then Seth Rollins comes out, and Rollins is not part of his triple threat. Rollins is in the other triple, triple threat, threat with uh, Nakamura and Damian Priest, whereas uh, Rose is with Balor and The Miz. And I was like, oh, maybe they're going to have a promo battle, and we'll kind of set these two up as the finale of the tournament. No, Rollins came out and then it just started his triple threat, but he didn't because then we got uh, a video package. We got a recap of Rollins beating Amos. Then we got a big video package of Priest Bad versus Bash. Bad Bunny. Yeah. Then we got Kathy Kelly interviewing Damian Priest. Then Damian Priest made his entrance. Then Shinsuke Nakamura made his entrance. And then the match happened. Yeah. Mad awkward staging. Too and the, much. And the reason for this. Overproduced. The reason for this is because, as Fightful Select reported, Cody's triple threat was meant to start the show. Really? Yes, it was meant to be. Cody has his promo, and then his triple threat happens. Right. And they had a last-minute production order change to put the Rollins triple threat first, then the Cody triple threat a match later. Was Brock late? I don't know. Or is it just Vince like, God damn it, pal, put Rollins on first. And that's why, like, all of this, like, it just, like, I was watching the show, being like, this is just a really weird way to... Philip a show. It's a it's a great example for if you are a uh, small business owner and you're trying to run a company. This is how not to do it. Like, but the, it, because it because making these nonsensical changes just on a whim does throw things into chaos completely. And this is why I go back to I don't believe that this was the plan. I don't believe that's what this belt was for. I don't believe Cody was supposed to lose the match of Mania. I, I don't yeah. believe it because it doesn't make any sense. But my, my again, this is my my conspiracy theory hat, tinfoil hat on whatever. 
But I, you know, I, I really thought Cody will win at Mania. Mm. He will make the decision that he is splitting the belts back up, and they will in, he will merge these two belts back into the WWE Championship because that is the belt that he wants. Mm -hmm. And they will introduce a new belt, and that will become the two world titles that they will mm. fight for. Instead, what we have got is sort of an, a, a mess of yeah. the all the worst versions yeah. that you could have gone with this. But it's the situation that we're in. That's it. It's, it's so so. This is where you, the idea of Vince. Not on the weeds, on the day to day, but the, the bigger creative thing, what he was saying, kind of, you see, you see both sides of that and the Triple H making the best of the bad situation. That sounds like a Triple H stand, <laughs> kind of am, whatever. Uh, but like, or, or the idea of the people, the producers, the writers, the people who are dealing with this sort of show for one person, megalomaniac up at the top, doing what they can to put together at least something to fill three hours, because... What we got, like the material was actually quite good in terms of the matches. Do yeah. I think, by the way, triple threat tournament or all on one night is a good idea? No, because then how? what is the point so that we can build to, so, so the, again, the brand split weakens even more because we're going to have the winner of the SmackDown and the winner of the Raw tournament feud over the next couple of weeks well that's it i mean yeah if i if spread i were in out. control i would have spread this out yeah. you could have done the two triple threats here and then the finals of it next week you could, actually could have done a series of singles matches pick an extra pick an extra player on each side and have two matches tonight semi-final final because really there doesn't need to be a feud for this match it just needs to be yeah, we want that damn belt yeah you know there's no feud in wimbledon like <laughs> it's, it's not i mean there kind of is because you can build but but let's say you put Let's say you did put Seth Rollins and Cody in the final. You could be there wasn't a feud between them building to this match, but there is history between these two. Absolutely. Uh, Balor, let's say, and Edge, let's say. Edge retired as the champion. He was never able to, to he never lost it, hasn't had the opportunity to win it back yet. Tried to uh, at WrestleMania 37 and then had that interrupted. It's, it's a different belt. This, this, one, this is a brand new belt. This one looks like the one he got rid of. But point being, he, he, he retired having been champion had his career stolen from him. He's been working to get it back. Balor won the Universal Championship on day one, was injured in the match, hasn't really had an opportunity to do it again. There's a story. This is the thing. It's like, it's like, it's like you don't need to overproduce and overthink these things. Wrestling is actually quite simple. <laughs> I do, yeah, I mean, WWE, I've, I think that I said this with the draft last week, do like to overcomplicate things oh, uh, yeah. uh, en masse. Right. However, look, okay, that is, I, I've said all of that and I'm putting this over here now yeah. i'm putting this in a tiny yeah. little box over here i think the structure of this is very very but yeah it's i think it is bad i think it is structurally not the way to do a tv show however however then the bell rings yeah and it's awesome banger because it's seth rollins and it's shinsuke nakamura and it's damian priest they couldn't have a bad match if they tried and there was so much in it that i really liked like, oh i love the logic of of damian still selling his knee and we actually saw uh, another example of that in the, in the second trip of that match but we'll get which we'll get to but the 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 Shinsuke coming in with sort of like surprise I'm not surprised but like I'm I'm on Raw now here yeah. we go we haven't seen these uh, matchups in a while we haven't seen Seth and and Shinsuke against each other oh dude like when they had their little face off moment mm -hmm. and they did like the Shinsuke come on yeah. and they went into a hockey fight it was so cool was like, they had like the three of them doing their striking exchange yeah it was really really good action I thought this was an awesome match Damian Priest looked fantastic yeah. in this as well because he's coming off. A loss to Bad Bunny, mm. but actually I think the story they told in that street fight was great where it's not he was out-wrestled by Bad Bunny. Because he was in control for He was in it. control for most of it. And also, uh, I, I, I don't subscribe to the notion inherently that a loss is bad if you are a star maker in the process and also if you come off looking really good at it. And yeah. again, it took the entire of the LWO 
plus Carlito and Savio Vega to get the job done. Exactly. So, and, you know, and the hyper-extending of the knee yeah, that Bad yeah. Bunny did. So Damien Priest then is selling his mm -hmm. leg throughout this, essentially wrestling almost one-legged. And, and what's really interesting in that is that also backstage, there was apparently a... Uh, a report that people were really impressed with how he handled this match with Bad Bunny, really impressed with how he'd essentially carried this non-wrestler to one of the, the sort of most memorable uh, performances on the show. Uh, that spot with the table was great, you know, and, and to, to do that safe, because I can, I imagined the insurance company clenching so hard during that moment. Yeah. But, to, but that's, an, you know, that's the point of wrestling is to keep your opponent safe. And he kept Bad Bunny safe in that moment. That's a, that's a really impressive pair of hands. So like, good for him. Loved the finale, which was Shinsuke uh, having a knee he bar. He had a knee bar on Damien Priest, targeting that mm -hmm. leg that was injured from the Bad Bunny match. Yeah. And then Seth Rollins from the heavens yeah. hits a frog splash on Nakamura. So Nakamura releases the hold, Priest rolls to the outside. And as Nakamura is getting back up, Bombs. Oh uh, no, he hit the pedigree. Yeah, he hit the pedigree. So it, was, the it was like a, it was like a frog splash onto the knee bar. Damien's gone at this point, and then yeah, up up pops Shinsuke in recoil almost, mm -hmm. and then pedigree one two three. Really great, great match. I, I thought it was so good. I thought it took a second to get going, but once it got going, it got going. Yeah, you know. Uh, you mentioned just before we started, you had a few Kevin Patrick. -isms oh yeah. to, to note down. Oh, oh, we've got a few Kevin Patrick isms this show. I I tune tuned him out mostly this week however i did note down this one uh which is when uh, shinsuke nakamura was making his entrance and he said hey forget about the coronation in england the true king has arrived and he can say that because he's irish and he doesn't believe in our monarchy um but also it's not american though look do you know king charles was on american idol yeah because so katy perry and lionel richie are both uh patrons of his charities and they also are American Idol judges, and they were both performing at the coronation. So there was a party going on at the palace, and they were doing a live-to-camera piece for American Idol, and King Charles and Queen Camilla, their majesties, decided that uh, they would pop up on the show, and, and it was actually kind of funny. Like, oh, Are you sure? It was like, it was, oh, it had full, like, early tonight backstage segment, <laughs> Monday Night Raw kind of energy, but it was quite entertaining. Yeah. Uh, as entertaining as they can be. He's like, are you going to be here all night long? I, uh... I didn't see any of the coronation. No, I, I, yeah. I, I took the kids swimming and then... To avoid it. <laughs> patriotic avoid, swimming. Not to avoid it. It's just that my kids swimming just happens to fall around right. the same time that the coronation was happening. And then like, I was calling my mum in the morning. She was like, oh, you can just watch it on catch up. And I was <laughs> like, I, I, won't, I won't be doing that, mum. I, I do. I like to watch the history. I think it's all quite camp. I think it's quite interesting. But there's not an ounce of me that would seek it on catch up. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Cripes. Yeah, but Penny Morden with that sword, though. Um... <laughs> <laughs> former splash contestant itv's reality show splash never heard of it well there you go <laughs> um also and they might people might be able to correct me on this one but i i wonder if this is the first time that they were doing this they were calling uh damien priest the punishment of the judgment day oh I which that. i thought was a really nice touch because that was his ring of honor punishment, martinez, punishment martinez yeah. i thought it was a nice touch i don't know yeah. I, I just i feel like that's the first time i've heard them say that but mm. it might i might be wrong maybe they've been saying that for a while mm. Uh, we got a look at the... Oh no, I was about to run through the show, but that's not what we're doing. So we'll do the other triple threats, uh, which was The Miz versus Cody Rhodes versus Finn Balor. Uh, the Miz earned his spot by checks note, losing to Snoop Dogg at WrestleMania. But, but no, because he's The Miz and he's awesome. We also got to see Cody Rhodes' entrance twice. Two-time uh, Grand Slam champion. Um, this, what, his entrance? The Miz. Oh, I see. Um, this because this was not getting uh, getting as much time as the opener. They went very quick. Former Mister Money in the Bank. Um, and Cody had the match won when he hit three crossroads on the Miz. Star of the Marine Three. 
but as he was going for the pin on the Miz, Brock Lesnar showed up out of nowhere and yanked Cody out of the ring. Uh, this had been reported by Wurt Wrestling on Twitter. This would be the case. Uh, and Balor hit the coup de grace for the win. So Balor, I, so Balor advances to the finals of tonight's tournament. This was the other part of the, the selling from last night that I really enjoyed. I just like continuity. You remember when Triple H would have a big match and he'd bleed everywhere and he'd come out with a giant plaster on his head? Or like when they'd come out with tape ribs because they'd taken a bit of a beating. And, and it was like, what's that tape doing? But at least it looked like something. I appreciated, even in his coming out for his promo earlier on, Cody did the whoa, but he didn't do both arms. And then he's got tape. And I'm like, oh, is he actually? Oh, wait, there was the Kimura lock last night. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Um, how did you Cody's, feel about Cody's the... very good at that. Cody's, I stand Cody. Me stand too. Cody how did you feel about the, the backlash match? Oh, the Brock one. Yeah, uh, I, I said in the the, the the podcast review of it we did uh, a couple of days ago, Sunday even. Mm -hmm. um, that I, I thought it was your standard Brock Lesnar mm -hmm. match. Uh, I thought it was a bit of a limp finish, but it was a limp okay, finish. It was a limp finish. A limp finish, but it was a limp finish that also suggested that this feud must continue. Yes, and it was only then I sort of twigged and I was like, oh right, the Saudi shows next. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it makes sense that it, the, the feud must continue and do it again. Um, what did you? I, you, I, you I think I, you liked it more than I did. Yeah, I enjoyed Same the with match. Uh, Ollie Davis also did as well. I enjoyed the match a lot. I thought especially Brock getting color and what I think was interesting about um, that is that you know there's all this talk lately about oh, potentially the third hour of Raw getting a bit of blood and guts going on. Mm. Um, but I actually think it's it makes more of an impact if you don't use it that often. And, and apparently it was planned and and what was a plan spot. Yeah, and 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 it looked great. Like it was like that. You could hear the crowd. He pulled back and he does this, and the crowd were like, "Whoa!" Like, and there's a, there's a real reaction to that. I thought Cody sort of smearing on Cody doing the crossroads and being covered, covered in, in blood. blood. Yeah. Oh, it was. Oh, it was. It really gave it a bit of a, of a of a moment, a bit of emotion. I was surprised by the ending. I was surprised by the quick. I thought maybe there'd been a mistake, uh, and then and then him running away was a little bit like, oh, uh, okay. But not, same. But that's not the running away that people are talking about, though, is it? People are talking about his little eight-year-old. His little eight-year-old. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm going to get some. I'm going to get Brock Lesnar. Uh, <laughs> um, however, <laughs> just, I can't move past the image of it. It's uh, he just like takes a step back and he's like, it's like it's almost like Santino Morella. Do you remember Santino Morella used to walk like this? Like that's what it is. Um, no, that's not what we should be talking about because Cody Rhodes is the best. Um, but. Uh, I, I, yeah, I thought it was a weird finish, but I generally quite liked the match, and I was pleased to see that it did carry on because I think that gave it, you know, something. But specifically, I thought not only was the visual of Brock bleeding cool because we don't see that very often anyway. Mm. When the the visual of him with a big black eye, huge stitches, and indeed a cut down here as well was even better. Well, we'll get onto the Brock stuff yeah. later on. So we'll we'll talk about the main event now, which was the the finales of this little mini tournament, which was Balor versus Rollins. Very nicely set up this because yeah. this was the first match mm -hmm. for the Universal Championship. Yeah. This was the inaugural Universal Championship match at SummerSlam way back when. And I really, really liked that they set up, but Balor did the buckle bomb into the barricade mm -hmm. on Rollins. The same move that Rollins did to him at SummerSlam that injured Balor that yeah. meant he had to vacate the championship 24 hours Yelling later. At him. So... I thought that was a really, really mm. great spot. Brilliantly called back. I thought the commentary did a great job in explaining that to new reminding viewers. Us, yeah. Rem yeah, reminding us as viewers, but also explaining it to new viewers as well that, that mm. this happened way back when. And it also then set up a nice story for Rollins to be the 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 man who's got to come back and fight the odds in order to win this match. Mm. I I liked it as well. What was it? Bella was saying he was like, "Oh, how does it feel? Like it's not nice, is it?" Kind of thing. Yeah, which was quite nice. 
I, my critique here is just the same critique as we said earlier on, which is that wouldn't this match have been... How excited would you have been for this match next week? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, so we have this match. It's the semi-final of the tournament. It's Rollins and Balor. It's going to go 30 minutes because we've got more time. And because they can handle a yeah, long match. Yeah, this did go like eight minutes. 15 minutes before the end of the show. So it was a, mm. it was a very limited time. Mm. Um, and I was just like, you know, there's no, like I said, there's no need to build a feud necessarily. But give us that storyline, a couple of packages. It's your main event next week. It goes half an hour or so, 20 minutes. Um, that's that's really my, my critique. Because um, when you are giving us matches that are really relatively cold you sort of need to take any chance you can get to build whatever heat you can get um and it, with these two you ring the bell and it starts and oh, you know great. you've got some heat oh, and, it, and it was really great match um, really really enjoyed it and then i specifically the other the other i love i'm all about a visual because i remember do you remember when um sasha banks beat charlotte flair for the women's title way back when the first the time. one the one that was on raw yeah the one yeah. that was on raw and she was like charlotte was like you will never beat me and then seconds later she was beaten I love a visual like that. And we got one here with bloody mouthed Finn being like, I could do this all day, mate. Like I could do this all day, brother. And I kind of loved that. I kind yeah. of was like, yeah, yeah, I bet you could as well. So the thing I've seen, uh, the, the critique against Rollins getting the win here, uh, the, the critique I've seen against this is what we were talking about in, uh, you know, in the title of this podcast episode. Mm. He is the predictable choice. Yes. Because when Triple H uh, introduced this belt a couple of weeks ago, the first person that came out and cut a promo about the belt was Seth Rollins. Yeah. He feels like the only wrestler in WWE who is focused on winning this belt mm -hmm. because he's the only one who's really cut promos about it. Like there's, you know, Cody's promo today is the first time he's even referenced he's the mentioned belt. It, yeah. But like Rollins in the two weeks of promos that he's had has been like, I am going to win this belt. So it has been set up very early doors. He is going to be the he's first. Your he's your guy. He is the guy to win this championship. So yeah, it is a very predictable uh, outcome for this. However, I also think he's the right guy mm. to, to to win this because when I look at the and I, and I look at who else they have in this tournament, so Balor has not been heated up enough. Nope. I think he should be back in a title picture scene and be mm -hmm. back in the main event scene, but has done nothing but lose a lot on TV. Like he mm. lost at Elimination Chamber. He lost at WrestleMania. Did he lose at WrestleMania? Edge beat him, didn't he? Yeah, in the, yeah. In the cell, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, so Balor needs to be heated back up before he can be in that position again. Cody Rhodes, do not put him in this title picture because mm -hmm. it undermines the finish the story story. Shinsuke Nakamura, again, should be in this title picture, but he needs to be heated back up because mm. he is coming in pretty cold because mm -hmm. all he's done, I mean, he's beaten Karrion Cross, and and that's it, because he's yeah. been off TV for so long. And Damian Priest, again, is like basically there. Mm -hmm. I don't think the Bad Bunny match hurt him in the slightest. No, but also, I think you need to give him a few more big wins before he gets into been, that position. He's been Finn Balor's second. That, Even though yeah. there's no leader of Judgment Day, but... Absolutely. You know. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a very good point. And then obviously... There's the Miz, mm -hmm. who is a lower, lower double-time Grand Slam champion, lower mid-card comedy former, character, former Money in the Bank holder. He's a lower mid-card comedy character that loses to Snoop Dogg, Hollywood which is a which, and, and I, I makes me sound like I'm being snarky. Is a great use of the Miz. Yeah, that right. is the perfect role for him to be losing to in Snoop Dogg at WrestleMania because he's great at doing that. We did say this last week though, and this is what you are, you are dead right on all of this. It is about building the heat, and that's why having a slightly longer tournament, I think, would have been much to the the championship's advantage because if you want this championship to be considered the workhorse championship the, the equal uh equal to the world you know disputed whatever title on the other side if you want it to be considered the championship that people are gonna earn your respect for give us time make us make them earn it there's nothing that makes you think someone deserves a shot more than them really winning something like winning a match after 
25 minutes or so and, and, and stuff. I think, you know, giving us a couple of weeks of people battering each other for the opportunity. Yeah. You know. It also would have given you a chance to, like, you could have put JD Madonna in this. Yeah. And yeah, like, just to... automatically establishing here is a tippity top guy that we've got a lot of faith in. So in my uh, fantasy booking that I did a couple of weeks ago and didn't stop talking yeah, about, one of the things that I, the purpose of me setting it up was, okay, well, let's use this opportunity not only to build up the title, but also to build up the mid card. Because people who don't necessarily get through to the semifinals or even the, the quarterfinals or whatever, if you have a slightly longer tournament, they can start queuing up to challenge Gunther. Because, and we'll believe it because we've seen them batter each other. And, and you know, you can really start building up actual a division here not only for the um world championship but also the intercontinental title so yeah you, you could have done that um instead i don't think i don't think anyone in this bracket was damaged but i just don't think it was no, used to its it, it didn't elevate anyone that's the thing it kept sort of people in stasis and yes the predictable champion won predictable brackets but right because the last time something unpredictable happened it ruined the entire company but, and, but even when i look at the, the smackdown side of things mm. aj again should be yep. in the top title picture but i don't i don't think anyone from smackdown should be winning this belt no. because it's supposed to be a raw championship so like aj edge i don't think we should be winning a ray theory has obviously got the us title i think bubbles and him are probably going to cancel each other out mm. and you've got shamo there as well so when you look at it from just a raw perspective Rollins is the right Rollins guy. He's guy. Rollins is the absolute right pick. But then again, really, he's the only pick. And that's that's damning. I think that is a, a damning indictment. But so I I get people's critique that this is a predictable outcome. Mm. But I do think it is the right outcome for this championship. Yeah. I mean, if you look at like 2000s Raw, the elevation of Kurt Angle from Team ECK to world champion is a couple of months time, right? It's not that far. Now, Kurt Angle was uniquely gifted. And also, um, both in ring and in promo, um, and took every opportunity and, and was a very believable winner of all those things. But it doesn't take long to take someone from comedy mid card to serious world title contender. Um, there was a lot of opportunity here to do something with it, and I think it's a little bit of a shame that in the confusion over the brand split and whether or not it's, it's consolation prize, they haven't really taken the initiative. I think that's what makes it feel like a shame for me. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, let's get into your thoughts on this. Head on over to restalk.com forward slash support. And if Streamlabs will let you, we'll read out all of your comments above the five US dollars. And Ben Vlerick kicks us off here. It says, this tournament makes no sense. <laughs> Why SmackDown wrestlers? Didn't Miz, loop to Snoop, didn't Miz lose to Snoop Dogg at WrestleMania? Didn't Priest just lose to Bad Bunny and get injured? How come the US champ is in, but the undefeated Intercontinental champion isn't? I know, don't question it, but wins and losses don't matter it's 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 logic isn't hard well i'm just i'm giving people wins like and we'll come on to natty yeah a bit yeah. later on like you can just give people some wins mm -hmm. on tv to then make them and you could have there's a prime example in this show of zoe stark yeah a, a great example yeah. of zoe stark on, on this episode of run you could have done that by spreading this tournament out over a couple of weeks and it's gonna there's gonna when we get into the actual rundown of the show there's gonna be a lot of things where i could quite easily and probably will be accused of nitpicking but it's that this is the problem. It's such simple changes, some easy changes, boost the logic, the internal logic, and the effect so much, and it's irritating that this giant company who's been doing this for fifty plus years doesn't do it. And you know there are other questions people had. Gunther wasn't in there. You know, as Ben Vlerick just pointed out, there he's on his honeymoon at the moment. Oh, is he? Yes, yeah, because oh, okay. he got married uh, the like the weekend of uh, the weekend before mm. um, backlash, I think. But German word for congratulations. Yes, uh, Gesundheit. Uh, and uh, Drew McIntyre is another notable name that's not in the tournament, despite the fact he was very highly mm. seeded in the uh, in the draft. I mean, he's he's also potentially dealing with a couple of knocks, but then we have the giant question mark over his future anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. But even if you're even if so, it, but that's a great example of a person. Let's say let's say Drew was perfectly healthy. He might not be around for a little bit longer because his his contract might be coming up use him as fodder well his contract comes up start of next year right so it okay. is it is like it is quite, a little it, it's away. a little ways away um and people have said from the smackdown side of things where's solo sakawa like why isn't solo in this tournament mm. you know solo has got so he's and got also, he's got more singles wins than the miz has got someone just pointed out in the live chat miz doesn't want to match all year the, the key question there that, that ben saying is like, who who picks it like who who's the one who did it? I know Adam, Adam Pierce, Pierce, but also like why? What's what's your justification, Mister Pierce? Like you know, it's a, it's just an odd one. It's not one. Uh, Will Campbell says, uh, even with the piped-in crowd noise, I absolutely loved Brock's promo. Him screaming into Cody's face and painfully forcing Cody to look up at him while the camera kept subtly zooming in on the stitches on Brock's foreheads made it quite dramatic. Mm. I agree. It was, I said this in the editor review. Very good promo. It's just it was ruined for me by the hairdryer crowd noise I, that did not need to be there i actually thought um thunderous boo.wav helped <laughs> me um a little bit it was better than than um smackdown cheer.mp3 which we got for however well since smackdown came on the air um I, I i do think it was a bit much um however i thought it really added to the promo having that level of wall of noise um yeah 
So, uh, Chris here says, hi guys, with that image of the entire Raw Women's, Raw Women's Division doing the rounds online, including Alexa Bliss, who I thought was meant to be in this spot. I've got a question uh, with all the people, all the options tell me why Natalia, the most boring of options, anyone else would have done. We'll get onto that later. And with Brock versus Cody 2 at Night of Champions, who's not defending their championship? Because seven matches already fits every title. Hope it's Seth versus AJ in the final. I'd like to congratulate Alexa Bliss on 10 years in the business last Friday. Well, Chris, that's your first mistake, my friend. No one has said that Night of Champions is the night where every title is defended. It used to be. That's what it used to it be. It used to be. That's what it was once upon a time. Mm. But nowhere has anyone said on WWE TV every title will be defended. Because, hey, we're all champions. Because, like, you know, a lot of people are like, what's... Um, because Kevin and Sammy aren't going to be going to Saudi Arabia. Nope. Sammy's not allowed and Kevin refuses in to go solidarity. In, in solidarity with yeah. Sammy. So the tank titles aren't going to be defended, mm-hmm. um, which is why people thought the Usos were going to win them. So. Yeah. But that's only, and we only, you know, people were only thinking that because every title will be defended, but that's clearly not the case. Mm. And there is, a, let's, I mean, let's, there's, there's still an opportunity in the next three weeks for one of the tag team titles to, to be lost because both of them are separate, apparently, although they might not be. Because nobody knows what's going on. I don't think but they I, Yeah, I think that is... I don't think that's what's going to go down at Night of Champions. Yeah. There being everyone defending. There'll probably be this world... If, if you want to make this world championship the big world championship, don't have Roman on the show. You know? Yeah. Well, I'd imagine Roman will be at Night of Champions. Probably. Because I, I'd imagine that's almost... We'll find out on Friday. It's probably a contractual thing yeah, with, with right. the Saudi Arabian government that, that Roman is there. Um, apparently, he's also going to be at Money in the Bank. Oh. Well, he, he's been listed on wb.com oh don't as, let as cody do it in the cash in oh in england oh. um back to the main show itself please continue getting in your uh, thoughts and questions to rustalk.com forward slash support um We'll, re- we'll announce the winners of the book at the end of the show. Go on then. Um, but if you are in the mood to click links, why not come and join us for our Night of Champions watch-along party that we're doing in Shoreditch in London on the night, oh, the afternoon of Night of Champions because it is Saudi Arabian time. We're going to be raising money for charity as well because it's a Saudi Arabia show. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be auctioning off a replica jam that championship, oh. which we will sign on the day. How thrilling. We'll have merch. We'll have the books that we're able to sell. So we have a fun time. Uh, and because this pub is a brewery. Oh, it's a... And, and they, brew, they brew all their in beers house. on site. Fabulous. We get to name them. Oh! Yeah. On! There are seven beers on tap and we get to name them. So it'll be like a... We are basically taking over right. this pub and we are going to just brand everything us. Oh, oh, perfect. Yeah. So we don't even have to brand it like them, like nope. WWE. No. We can just do it us. We're just going to do it us. What would you like for the, what would you like the Luke Owen Ale to taste like? Well, so one of the names I had down was D-A-D-I-P-A. Let's see if I can have the uh, the IPA, because I thought that's quite fun. Um, well, I think as a, IPA is a type of beer. Um, Indian Pale Ale. Uh, I know that, I'm doing a bit. Uh, or I was just wanting to call it uh, D-A-D Vibes, which is my, my Twitter username, but it's also, it's a Limp Bizkit song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, why don't you let us know? Be let, more Luke Owen. Let, <laughs> let us know in the comments. What do you think we should be naming some of the beers? Mm, oh, uh, great! That's very good. I'm going to farm the creative out because mm. I was just staring at a blank document earlier. <laughs> and I emailed, oh, that's what that was. And then I emailed the pub, being like, "Can you just let me know what types of beers they are, and I'll work out the puns from there." Anyway, on to this episode of Raw. Uh, Imperium walked backstage uh, without Gunther because he's on his honeymoon. 
And Kevin and Sammy were having a chat and Imperium walk up to them to have a go at them. And they were like, just give us five minutes and then we'll deal with you. And then uh, they kept putting their fingers up, stopping them. And a bit of a tete-a-tete led to a match a bit later on. I didn't love it. Oh, I did. I thought this was quite funny. I think I think they're quite funny. I just didn't love that it was Imperium they were doing it to. Mm. Could this not have been... I see what you're could saying. Could this not have been into share? Could this not have been the Viking Raiders? Could this not have been Alpha uh, maximum male models? Like you know, I, 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 and I have a, th- I have a thing about this later on in the show. Osis took on Mustafa Ali, free agent Mustafa Ali, <laughs> because uh, that is a big deal for uh, Moss and Brock Lesnar, but I don't think for anyone else because one of them is Von Wagner. <laughs> um, uh, but Otis came out with Maxine and Chad Gable, and this led to what I thought was quite a fun finish. I did too. I really enjoyed this. Otis had the match won mm-hmm. where he could have been doing the Caterpillar. Yeah, he was ready to. He signaled for it. And he's in the corner and Chad Gable is giving him the instructions do, do the it. Caterpillar. But Maxine is telling him to do something else, not something that's so silly. Mm-hmm. And so Otis would look at Chad Gable and the crowd would go Hey! And then he would look at Maxine and the crowd would go Boo! boo. So he'd look at Chad Gable and the crowd would go Yay! Little yay boo. I thought this was really, really fun. He opted basically not to do either of them and it led to Mustafa Ali shockingly picking up a win there here. he goes you know being a free agent works for some people apparently so yeah put a pin in this match by the way it'll come back later um we then had the other triple threat which saw finn balor win mm-hmm. and then rhea ripley uh came out for a match yep. and it was it was poor old dana brooke that I had to take the absolute beating here have a great deal of respect for dana brooke for how hard she works i want that to be abundantly clear however <laughs> um what a jobber this was Full job. I mean, there were two two moments in this in particular, and neither of those are the fact that she just ate this mm. clean loss very, very quickly without putting in, you know, much offense mm-hmm. whatsoever. Uh, it was her inset promo where she was like, I'm good, I promise. Yeah. And oh. going to high five a young fan who left her hanging. No, I didn't. Did you not see that? this? As she was making her entrance, she goes up to this Damn. young fan to do a high five. The kid doesn't. So she forced a fist bump instead. Oh, Dana Brooke. Oh, God. It's so hard to... <laughs> she works so hard. Criminy. I know. I felt very bad for her. I re- literally written in my notes, poor Dana. Mm. Um, anyway, Rhea won. Uh, and then she was beating down Dana Brooke some more as we set up Rhea Ripley's First big challenger since the very much filler feud with Lena Vega that was done for a admittedly very lovely. Oh my god! Uh, Not a dry eye in the house. It was an incredible moment. Yeah, like it was one of those things where it was like Lena Vega, you know, that that's Ripley's first feud. All worth it for that. Yeah, uh, that, po- worth that, it. that Puerto Rican moment. Yeah, incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it was like, cool, we've done that. Now let's have our first actual proper Rhea Ripley storyline as SmackDown Women's Champion here on Raw. <laughs> And it was Natalia. Yeah, it was. Who I like a lot, um, but I think would be better served teaming with Beth Phoenix in the newly developing women's tag division. It's just like, oh, and she came out to absolute silence. Silence and proper cricket. Fully being undercut by uh, Corey Graves, who I usually think does a very good job, but sometimes his snarkiness actually is to the detriment of the product because he just said 
Well, it doesn't seem like she's in a hurry to get here. He basically was like, chop, chop, Natty, get on with it. We've got a show to do. And yeah. it was like, well... Who's the actual person coming out next? Yeah. Because, you know, we went through this list last week talking about how stacked Raw women's mm -hmm. roster is now. And there was like loads of names that would have been really cool. Some fresh new faces that we yeah. could have put into this position. But no, it's Natty. And I've nothing against Natty, no. I guess, in a way, although it does feel like I'm ragging on her a little bit. But the reason why I'm ragging on her is because we've been doing Natty as the challenger that never wins the belt for 15 years mm. now. And I'm... I Share that one run. And I don't need to see it anymore mm. because no one, absolutely no one, is going to believe she's going to beat her for the belt. Mm. In the same way that no one believed that Zelina Vega was going to beat her for the belt. So ultimately, what's the point then? Because this isn't elevating Natty. And it's all, it, all it's going to do is just drag Rhea Ripley down. Question. Let's Tell say... Tell me what you think about me. I love that. Thank you so much. Um... Let's say, though, Tegan Knox comes out. Do you think Tegan Knox is going to win? No, but at least it's something new and different. Let's say Indy Hartwell comes out. Do you think Indy Hartwell is going to win? Well, she's injured. Let Go with me. Mm -hmm. Let's say Zoe Stark comes out. Do you think she's going to win? Nikki Cross. Like, we believe that... I'm, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I, what I am saying is that we believe Rhea Ripley is going to batter people for the longest time. She was the number one draft pick. That's not a surprise. That's not a mistake. Um, who? Okay, so my counter-argument to that would be EO Sky. I don't Too think late, that, she's on No, no, hold on. I don't think anyone thought that she was going to win the Raw Women's Championship at Backlash. Oh, I see. Like, that, that Bianca Belair was mm. always going to win that match. But that match elevated EO Sky and mm. made her now, like, the real standout within Damage Control. And they were, like, really heavily pushing on commentary. That match has done wonders for EO Sky. She really did, like, she can leave with her head held high. It was almost like a baby face valiant effort that she, they were putting over on, on commentary and stuff. So if it was a Zoe Stark or a Candice LeRae or a Piper Niven or an Emma or something like that, it's a new face that's in the title picture and you can have a match that raises their stocks mm -hmm. so that when they come to challenge her again for the right. belt, you believe that this time which they is, could win. Which is a good argument. But that's that's and Emma not going to happen with Natty. Emma would have been a good one because of her history with Dana Brooke. My pushback to your pushback is mm. that I actually did believe that Eos guy could have potential to win because Bianca's been champ for a long old while and the story they were telling in that match, and this is taking us away from Raw, so I won't say too long on it, but the story they were telling in that match was Eos guy doing better without damage control, um, especially because she came down to the ring without. And when the match started going really all guns blazing, delicious, perfect match ever, I was like, this could happen here. But um, I, do, I do take and see your point. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I think that Natty, you're right, as a legacy person, is better suited. Um, the tag division is a great place to continue developing people like uh, Katana Chance and Kaden Carter, like Island Dawn, like Indy Hartwell. Natty's a great hand to have in that division, yeah. I think. My pushback to your pushback <laughs> on my pushback would be, I think the second they were like, she's doing way better with that damage control. I was like, of uh, course, the, the damage control. But also more to that point, it was when they came out, I was like, hey, if Bianca Belair wins this, she'll become the longest Raw Women's, the longest women's champion of the modern era. And I was like, oh, well, she's 100% retaining yeah. <laughs> it. We did skip over the, the, the Brock attack on Cody. Did we, we did say we would come back to it. Will that happen in the triple threats? Um, that preceded the Rhea Ripley Dana Brooke oh. segment. Um, so this was. Oh, it did. So Brock attacked him, gave him an F5 through the table. Yeah. And he cut this promo where he said that he wants to talk about me, me, me. Uh, Cody looked into his win at Backlash. And now I want to fight at Night of Champions. I don't want to 
fight. I'm going to mm. fight you. And he had the, the scar down his head that had the stitches in it. You mentioned he had like, you know, the black eye and stuff. China. Looked so scary intense. and so intense. Spitting, like yeah, foaming exactly. in the mouth. But it was just like this <laughs> booing reaction that did not. And you made the point of like that if it had been silence, it might have been worse. But Sean brought this point up on the, the Fightful post show, which is he spoke to someone like within the industry who said a stunned silence actually probably would have made it even more impactful. Mm, and that's an interesting that's an interesting chat. I mean, silence can because if you have like shots of people like looking really concerned yeah. for for Cody and stuff, you could have sold the the, the silence of the moment. Mm. But yeah, it was just really weird to be piping, and the the, the mixing on it was horrendous because yeah. the mixing was louder than his mic was. Well, the mic at one point wasn't on. I think it yeah, was, it was on for us, but not for the for the live crowd. I think what Puerto Rico showed is that uh, the crowd is everything, right? You know, the 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 Zelina moment, the the them singing Bad Bunny's song as he walked down the aisle. Oh my God, that was one. I watched that again and again even before the Incredible. match. The pop for Carlito, the pop for Savio. There were so many things. It was so much fun, um, and a lot of the crowds, unfortunately, we've always commented on this, especially WWE shows, are quite dry. Yeah, they're sort of out. Rest of America. Uh, it's it's a little bit. <sighs> I wrote down maybe it's a necessary evil. Um, but that aside, the promo itself I thought was great because there was almost something, like, it was almost, there was an intensity in his face, but there's almost an embarrassment in his face. Like, he's embarrassed that he's got a black eye. He's embarrassed that he's been humiliated like this. Got pinned while he was in a submission. In, a, in his submission where he breaks people's arms. What I loved as well was as he walked away, uh, as he's walking back up the ramp, he took one look at the belt and laughed and at first i thought he was laughing at the belt and then i and then i thought about it a second time and i was like oh he's laughing because he's stopped you from finishing your story again you little pleb which yeah. i quite liked um i thought it was an effective segment did you see brian alvarez's shade tweet i did not he was like um put it on a t-shirt and see how many it sells <laughs> <laughs> can't put a black eye on a t-shirt that's very funny um yes for anyone wondering i am drinking iron brew <laughs> <laughs> good for you thank you my friend Okai the new it was picked out by Terry uh, Lemonguy today we were down at uh, St. Peter's getting our lunch and I said Terry what shall I have and she went I would like for you to have the iron brew that's exactly what she said and then I turned to Sullivan and I said Sullivan what chocolate bar should I have and he went all of them I was like well, that doesn't help me Sullivan <laughs> um, anyway I thought um, you were going to say I turned to Sullivan and I said what did she say <laughs> Uh, backstage, Byron Saxon interviewed Zoe Stark, who did get um, a boo. Mm. I had a match and piped in. Um, and she set up a match with Nikki Cross, who she called a weirdo. Here's an example of my internal logic being a, a tiny tweak makes the show better. Because this was one of several examples of, hey, we're backstage. Shall we make a match? That happened throughout the show. Yeah. Which leads me to say, well, what was your plan otherwise? You have three hours of TV. Did you not plan anything? Adam Pearce, you're not a very good official. So all that needs to change in this segment to fix that problem is she goes over and she says, look, here's my opponent for tonight. That's it. Yeah. That's literally all you need. To, rather than saying, let me prove to you by having a match. Here's my opponent tonight. She's weird af. Like, what's this, Nikki? Also, but Nikki is weird af. And then Kevin Patrick... Please take us to the bit where they come out later on and we'll talk about it. But yeah, um, it was just a tiny little tweak from an otherwise good segment to introduce us as a casual audience to Zoe Stark and say, watch what I'm going to do tonight. Nikki's proper spinning her wheels at the moment until they actually decide if they're bringing Eric Young in or not. Honestly. Apparently he's signed and has been signed since like late Maybe last year. Maybe he's in Roderick Strong school. <laughs> hidden away somewhere until they forget we then got the match between Sami Zayn and kevin owens versus imperium but as they were like all of a sudden it was just like 
But here, never mind that S. Here's how great we had on the UK tour we did. <laughs> because Imperium are from Europe. <laughs> I know, but it's just like, okay, we're just going to stop all of our proceedings here to have some still images and fake website articles about how good the UK tour was. Awesome. I love that on my wrestling TV show. Either way, this was a very, very good match that showcased both teams. The champs won back to their winning ways, they said on commentary, because they did lose at Backlash. Because mm -hmm. let's not forget, they are apparently just bit parts in this Bloodline storyline. Story. Despite the fact that they were so incredibly over, mm. their stars have diminished drastically mm. since uh, they won the belts at WrestleMania. And then they lost at Backlash and were not the focus. And that loss was just absolutely nothing of mm. note so well, fortunately cool at least riddle took the pin there but also here's where i'm going to pull a pin out uh, and be nitpicky again and a little bit uh cross which is that yes this was a good match didn't want imperium to take the loss i know that the tag team champions to to, to lose to the tag team champions is it sh you should lose to the tag team champions unless mm -hmm. you're challenging for the belts and you're going to prove that you're the winners um make this the match with alpha academy a tiny little tweak you can still do the Caterpillar Yay Boo segment in there, and that's what gives Imperium the opportunity to get the win. Imperium looks strong on their debut, because between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn being like, this is really annoying, we'll deal with you, the, 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 the fobbing off Imperium, and then them coming out and losing the match. Imperium don't look like this force that we've been promised from SmackDown. Very true. It's a very easy tweak to make to just put those two things together and achieve both goals at the same time without Imperium looking weak. Give me the book. That's all I'm saying. Chelsea Green is starting to build by asking people to sign their petition. Love them. And they handed it to Zia Lee, who is either on Raw or a free agent. I don't quite know. Um, she's Raw. She is on Raw? I think she's on okay. Raw. Okay. Uh, she signed it without knowing what it was. And it's... it's. Funny. I, I think for me, this is, this is not one of my nitpicky moments of the show, but this is one of those moments where I just sort of look at WWE and go, what are you? Right. Or what do you really mean when you say things? Because they then go and speak to the way. Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, Indy Hartwell, who's now on the main roster, and Dexter Loomis. Mm -hmm. And they don't sign the petition. Dexter Loomis gives them the thumbs down, and they walk off. And Johnny Gargano says, the family is back together. And we were told for years... The reason why we have to rebrand people from NXT yeah. on the main roster is because very few people watch NXT, yeah. so you have to reintroduce these wrestlers. And that's even happened in the Triple H era as well, so that's not just a Vince McMahon. Thing. I mean, there was an NXT Influx promo segment on this show. Absolutely, yes. But here, they had their cake in well on Sweet It as well, mm. which, as Zero Punctuation once brilliantly said, what else do you do with the cake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they were basically just like, as an expected 100% of their audience to know who the way were and they're a family and that Indy and Dexter are married and you a lot of people won't and this will have been and they were even saying it about Imperium this mm. might be people's first experience of seeing Imperium wrestle but they also then cut back so it's like oh yeah there's Indy Hartwell and this is the family she's part of I think it's a, I just find this company baffling sometimes mm. they both and again there's a company that's done this loads of times over the past 20, 30, 40, 50 years yeah but they, this is this was a true having their cake and eating mm. it moment. And it was, I, 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 all I wrote down was the way segment required a bit more NXT knowledge than I have because my knowledge is that they were a team, and my knowledge is index. I, I know that exists. That's where it begins and ends for me. So, 
I know, I know that. Oh, also, they said um, he he's coming yeah. back. Well, we'll get we'll get onto that in a in a moment. Okay. I was going to say with the index thing. Yeah. Here is what I know. Some people really like it. Pete and Tempest didn't. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And because they are grumpy little bastards, I'm going to assume it was it's, actually, great. it's actually probably great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, this was a, a tease here because Johnny did say he's coming back soon. Mm, of course, referring to Lord Tensai. Referring to uh, Tommaso Ciampa. At first that I, does make more sense. At first I thought it might be because Austin Theory was part of this group. Oh my God, he was. Um, and so I, at first I thought maybe they're talking about Austin Theory and I was like, no, they can't be talking well, about Austin Theory. The Raw he's, championship. Just, he's just been drafted to SmackDown. It he can't be Austin win Theory. win the World Championship. He's also very different from when he was when he was in yeah. the way. Um, no, they were talking about Tommaso Ciampa. And I thought the reaction from Candice and Indy and Dexter here was very good because they were like a family unit mm-hmm. who were like, oh, I don't think we should be bringing him into the fold because... Uh, he, he done, he, done he, some stuff. He, he turned on you yeah. and, and made your life miserable. Yeah. So like, maybe we shouldn't just accept him in. But I would like to see it. I this this is the first time. I'll never give up on Gargano. This is the first time since Gargano's return where I've been like, ooh. Yeah. I'm into this. Yeah. I am into whatever you're going to be doing here. Mm. So yeah, I've I've got a lot of high hopes for for this angle. I think that they uh fumbled it ever so slightly by just and, and again easy fix give us a video package of the way mm. before you do this segment mm. tell us the history of them and then show them on screen yeah problem solved mm. you have then had your cake and eaten it yeah as opposed to just being like issues yeah welcome welcome uh speaking of introducing your new or uh, an audience new person to your audience zoe stark had a win over nikki cross not before they cut to a video package of the Bloodline storyline implosion. <laughs> Vince is calling a lot of shots here. I have to say, I skimmed through this show so quickly because I just kept fast forwarding. I watched Backlash video, yesterday. Yeah, like, video fine. packages. Um, this didn't have a lot of heat, but you know, I thought Stark did what she needed to do here. She went in and just did. got a decisive win over uh, Cross, winning with the, as the Americans would say, Z360. This was where I started to get really cross about Kevin Patrick. Go for and it. In fact, I wrote down Cross versus Stark, aka the Kevin Patrick nonsense segment. <laughs> because as uh, Nikki Cross was coming to the ring, he goes, that little bundle of chaos. And I was like, <laughs> what? And it, it's coming from your gentle bring him home to your mother Irish brogue. It makes Nikki sound lame. Yeah. It makes her sound cringe. Then slightly later on in the show, in the match rather, he said he called her lovable. He said, oh, she's lovable. Is she supposed to be unhinged? Or is she supposed to be lovable? Because at the moment, all I know is she sits there going like this and counting on her fingers. Like, I don't know what... Ken what, Van Tate, when is Eric Young coming is, back? When is he coming I don't, What she's supposed... She comes out, she runs, she just... She's not... It's, it's, it's all a bit devised drama. It's all a bit cringe. And Kevin calling her a little bundle of chaos, a lovable little bundle of chaos, is... It's nothing. The match, though, was entertaining. I love the Z360. I love Zoe Stark. I think she's going to be a great addition. I think this was a great way to continue building someone fresh on your roster. Show us who she is. Going to be great. This is uh, for from uh, my, my bluey heads out there. <laughs> I think, what did, you, what did she, uh, did Kevin Patrick call her? A, uh, a bundle, little bundle of chaos. A little bundle of chaos. It's muffin, right? Then we have the, rec- I don't have your notes, I only have mine. <laughs> Well, this was legit my favorite thing on the show okay. next. So Trish 
Stratus was putting up missing posters for Becky Lynch. And she's even got it on her T-shirt as mm. well. That, that Becky is missing from TV. And she comes out for this promo. And she's there making fun of Becky's kid. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> like, she doesn't recognize colors. Uh, she's two. I defer to the parent in the room on this one because I thought this was hilarious, but it might have been offensive. I wasn't sure. But I loved the idea that she's cutting a promo and mums out there would literally go, oh, she, she doesn't know her colors. Too. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. My, my kid's 18 months old and she recognizes colors. Oh, come on, Mrs. Uh, Becky, Becky Child, child of, uh, what is it, Rue? Rue, Rue yeah. Rollins? <laughs> Rulin Rollins. <laughs> when the, we had the we have our bath time, we were like, "Where's the blue fish?" She looks at the bath and goes, "A duh," and she picks up a duh, a duh, and picks up the blue fish. Uh, my girlfriend's nephew has learnt the word yes, yeah, and it's like a biscuit exists on the table, and he'll be happily doing something else. He'll see it and go, "Yes, yeah." Oh, and my kids got various. Different. She got yeah, yeah, and oh yeah. Kids yes. are entertaining. Don't put them anywhere near me. She's uh, also learned no. So um, that'd be fun. There was another thing that was interesting in this promo for me, because I thought this promo was really good, by the way. Uh, but before we get onto what the, the sort of storyline development of it, when Trish, because Trish is really good at this, right? I, I think I've She's seen some so people great. say, I've seen some people say the opposite, but for me, Trish really does well on this. Um, there was a little bit of back and forth with Kevin Patrick, especially because she started going, have you seen her? Like she's walking out. Have you seen her? Like, it was, it was such S housery. I really liked it. She said to Corey, will you tweet this out like I'm concerned? And in the, the olden days, back back in my day, JR and King would have sort of been answering back during the promo. And there's, there are moments of silence in all these promos where I'm willing for the, the audience or the, or the commentary to, to give back some. For Corey to have been like, of course I will, Trish, or anything like this. I don't know. It would have added a bit of spice. Jerry to would have been all over. All over this segment. And yeah. so would have JR. Yeah. But this was... She then... Becky's music hit and Trish went, Didn't believe she was oh, going to be oh there. no. Yeah. And the crowd popped massive and Trish was like, oh no. And then ah, did the whole, like, it was the Shawn Michaels in Montreal being like, ah, I got you all. Yeah. Anyway, let me tell you how dumb her kid is. Yeah. <laughs> so I was talking to my very smart child. <laughs> I love it all. I just love that we're in the era, but this is so, this, not to make a political statement about it, but I love that we're in the era of wrestling where we can have mums come out and cut mum promos. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> but she's also an amazing heel because then Becky's music plays again and Trish goes, uh, guys, we've, we did we, that we, we've done that joke. Uh, the, the joke's over now. We don't need to do it again. <laughs> Not knowing. And Becky Lynch just rises up like yeah. Godzilla from the sea behind <laughs> yeah. it. it was so good. With great gold eyeliner. Loved that. This whole segment was awesome. Trish then, the realization in her face being like, oh, she has come back. Yeah. Turning around, bopping Bop. in the face. Yeah. Down she goes. Uh, Becky stands tall and was like, man's back in town. So gonna set up a, it's gonna set up a night, uh, set up a match for Night of Champions. Yeah. Uh, this was a home run segment for me. Absolutely, I, I loved it. Yeah, me too. I, and I have to say, I didn't expect Becky. To, I knew the first time the music hit, I knew that wasn't real. I didn't expect Becky to be there. So when she did pop up, they got me, gal. I popped. I was like, oh, sick! This is well fun. Yeah, big fun. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, we also had a match set up between Xavier Woods and Dominic Mysterio. Uh, for which... another, the third segment where someone makes a match for later in the night, and this happened with less than an hour of the show to go. Yeah. So what was your plan for the third hour, guys? <laughs> also, Xavier Woods is hanging out with Akira's hour because neither Kofi or Biggie are around, I guess. <laughs> um, eh, this <sighs> Dominic Mysterio is, a, is, a, is an interesting one. He gets the most incredible heat mm -hmm. when he is cutting promos. Maybe it was just this crowd, 
But the bell rang and no one cared. Mm. And I was really surprised by that Mm -hmm. because people really like Xavier Woods and they really hate Dom Dom. Yeah. But the bell rang and people were like, eh. Well, I think think it was because it was a cold match out of nowhere. Um, Also, it was close to the end of the show, maybe. Also, maybe this crowd just weren't vibing in the way i think i expected a jacksonville crowd to be doing it, especially mm. after cody at the beginning where they were quite the pop was great for cody at the opening of the show um but it, this was a bad I, I do want to give props to dominic though because i think like we and we we do this every week i think his work has gotten so much better over and over and over and, and i'm starting to see a world for him once ray's not around anymore like i'm starting to see it happen and i kind of think working programs with people like woods is a great opportunity for him. To, he doesn't have to win them. Just a great opportunity for him to learn a bit more and to and to flesh out his style away from his dad. But I think the the last three matches that we just talked about there are kind of the matches that I thought we might have been doing for the the title tournament, which is you know giving people wins. Yeah. Because yeah. this was Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens getting a win. Mm-hmm. It was Zoe Stark getting a win. Mm-hmm. It was Dominic Mysterio getting a win. It's mm-hmm. trying to build some momentum and build some actual like swell behind someone before you put them into title pictures. Yeah. So. I, I thought this was a, a fight. I mean, like, yeah, sure, all three are fillers, but at least they are building blocks for something else. Yeah. So um, I, I've, I've got thumbs up for this. Yeah. But a bad crowd, yes. I did think, let Dom Spoiled down somewhat. Can I, uh, just before we go on to the next part, can I uh, give you another Kevin Patrick must be stopped? Please do. Um, which was when they, they gave us a, repa- a recap of Cody and Brock from earlier on in the show. And it was like something had happened in the ring. I think it was the end of the Trish segment, Becky segment, and they were off. And then <laughs> it cuts to Kevin and Corey, and Kevin goes, now this is what happened earlier on in the show. Like he was on CBBC letting us down gently. And it was like, that was exciting, wasn't it? But it wasn't exciting earlier on when Brock Lesnar <laughs> did something quite naughty. And we wouldn't behave like this. We're going to show you the package. You might want to have a grown-up present just in case it gets a little bit too scary. Bugger off with this, Kevin Patrick. You're supposed to be selling it like it's like it's intense and scary. Like, oh, no. So right, he is a bit CBBC. He's a bit he? CBBC. And well, God actually, love him. He's a nice guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that oh, back. CITV? Yeah, he's CBBC. Oh, he's mm. CBBC. And we don't need CBBC. We need Channel 5 After Dark <laughs> on 1999. Didn't like it. Uh, Jin, cross. Jinder Mahal cut a promo uh, for Indusher. Vin Mahan is coming again. There it- um... <laughs> Nakamura. And this time, he's not alone. <laughs> Nakamura was annoyed backstage, and the Miz walked up and said, Look, we should have had each other's backs. We should be Miz K Nakamura. And Nakamura's like, Do you know what? You're right. Next week, it's going to be Shinsuke Nakamura and the Miz. One on one. Miz Card Vortex. <laughs> yep. Cool. Uh, <laughs> and then Green and Deville said that they needed two more signatures for their petition. I guess they needed an amount, uh, and Raquel and Morgan sign it. Also, it turns out that this petition was for a tag title shot, and Raquel and Liv, the champions, filled out those last two signatures and said, we will see you on next Monday's Raw to defend these tag titles. Mm. And Green and DeVille were like, actually, we, we, we signed this petition for, for damage control because, because they're going to win this Friday. I like Green and Deville very much. This segment was nonsense, but I like them very much. Yeah, okay. I, I, and I, I like the commitment to the tag division. Yeah, uh, same thing. This segment was f***ing awful. But I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think the actual, in the fact that we are building teams, yeah. thumbs up for that. Yeah, well I thought this segment was garbage. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, and then Kathy Kelly interviewed Cody Rhodes. Who... My first segment for the week. <laughs> 
who said, uh, Brock's attacked me twice for no reason. You want to fight me? And he accepts the match for uh, Night of Champions. I wonder if it will be a fight pit match. Fight pit! Fight pit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes Could sense. Brock. Pit, that makes yeah. sense with Brock. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Yeah, I like that. Put him I, in I fight pit. I'd, I'd much rather that than Last Man Standing. I find Last Man Standings to be interminable. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'd, and I also, we just had a Hell in a Cell. Yeah. So no, I, fight I, pit sounds like fun. Yeah, I let's like do a fight pit, pit match. Yeah. So there you go. Um, that was the episode of Raw. Uh, we'll have a poll going up in the live mm-hmm. chat there uh, so that people can uh, let us know what you thought of mm. the uh, the show. I actually gave this four out of five in my edited review. And my reasons for are some of the wrestling up and down the card were dead good. I mm. think it, particularly in the world title tournaments, which is the most important bit. And I thought that they were doing some good building block stuff. Like I, I said in the most nicest way possible, this was a formulaic episode of Raw. This was a formulaic episode of TV. But that's... And maybe it's just because I've had four weeks of spinning wheels. Mm. This is the first episode of Raw since Mania where something is moving us forward. Something is. Some, yeah, it yeah. just feels like we're... Okay, like we're taking a few actual steps forward now. This is a new start for Monday Night Raw. Mm. And maybe it is just... I was really tired of the sort of the nothingness of the, the last four weeks leading up to Backlash, but I, I had a pretty good time with this show. For me, there were too many little nitpicks for me to really give it a thumbs up. I thought it was, I thought there was a lot of enjoyable wrestling, but too many annoying segments that just basic logic, and that's my biggest weakness. Uh, so I gave it a full on mid, mid for me. Uh, let us know what you thought in uh, the the poll that is up now, um, and I'll see if we have got some shoutouts to do. We do. We do. Thank you all so much for being our Patreon pledge hammers over at patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Tomorrow is Wednesday. You know what that means. We will have the next episode of Behind the Scenes. Ooh. It's a special one. It's Ollie and Pete talking about the WrestleMania storyline. Love that. Yeah. In depth. From start to end, all of the writing that Mm. went into it, the production that went into it, how the idea came about, why it came about. Mm -hmm. They go into a lot of detail on there. It's just the two of them, Mm -hmm. and it is going to be well worth your time to go to Patreon to uh, hear that. Yeah, a lot of hard work went in that, so it's going to be a... Yeah. Next week, it will be Talk After Dark, which is our fun drinking podcast. And then the week after that, I'm very excited about this, the winner of Talk Extra... TNA there you go. Sacrifice 2009. <laughs> oh, you want a main event? It's Sting. Oh, it's Kurt Angle. Oh, it's Mick Foley. And we do, we do. <laughs> it's Jeff Jarrett. It's my world. What a fatal four-way for the TNA World Championship. It really is a Luke Owen special. You want some more? It's Kevin Nash and Samoa Joe having oh, a match. Come oh, on. come on. <laughs> Baby, this is what we're talking about. TNA Wrestling. We are professional wrestling. I can't wait. I've never seen you. Oh, it's going to be so great. I'm going to have a great time (laughs) with it. Um, It also means as well, 2009 is an active period of time for me on the message boards. Oh. So I should be able to find my thoughts on the show as it happens. Oh, I love that. That's brilliant. Yeah. So is it uni? God, you're young. Thank you. I've been graduating for a couple of years by that point. I was in full-time I was in, work. I was in my first year. Were you really? You're mm. not that young. I am. Are you? Wait, when did Sacrifice? What, year, what month? 
Uh, well, it would be uh, May. Oh, I was. I haven't started my first year yet. Crikey! Yeah, I took a gap year. Oh, a gap year. Yeah, a gap year. Well, I I worked, but anyway, that's beside the point. <laughs> that's beside the point. The uh, point is, I'm young. So, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. And if you're one of our twenty five dollar and above Patreon player champions, you get your name read out on the show like these fine folks. He brings the fear. Amir Jones, golden man with the golden curls. Alexander Mylashevsky, Andrew Griffith, Andrew Gifford, the big red dog, the Shrock Master, Austin Shrock, Sean. Michael's biggest fan, Brett Guy. Chris Hellfire Brimstone. Infinite Crisis, Chris Jenkins. Chris, the Cypriot sensation, Petru. Hey now, you're an all-star, Chuck Turner. Cody, the Terminator, Moody. The Mayor of Painesville, Dan. And Daniel's sweet Mexican chocolate Ibarra. That is your Patreon shoutouts here, the Hall of Fame class, for uh, Tuesday, the 9th of May, 2023, as he fills for time to get up the rest of your ultra chats. Ding, ding, ding. This is your last call for those ultra chats. Get them in rustalk.com forward slash support. Um, sorry, uh, this is going to be a Streamlabs issue. They have lost your username. Do let our moderators know uh, who you are. Who said Seth spent... Excuse me, the Iron Brew. Uh, <laughs> Seth spent most of 2022 losing pay-per-views. He hasn't won a lot of big matches in 2023 either, which makes this look like a consolation prize even more. You know, he beat Amos. He beat Amos. He beat Logan Paul. He beat Logan Paul in a very good match at WrestleMania. He, he is also the only person who uh, technically Roman Reigns hasn't even cheated to beat. Yeah, he beat uh, the uh, Miz in a very competitive match on yeah. TV yeah. as well. I, I I would actually push back on that. I think Seth is one of the, is the only guy in this tournament mm. outside of Cody that genuinely feels like he should be in the title picture. I do know where you're coming from, though. But I, yeah, I don't quite agree. Uh, Dylan says, maybe I'm a mark for this, but I do like the World Heavyweight Championship tournament setup. We get Edge, uh, AJ Ray on Friday, and I think that's worth the smackdown of it all. Sammy Free of the Bloodline, Cody Brock too. I'm pleased with the current creative. Also, Dan, Kathy looked gorgeous. Of course, yes, she always does. Um, I think, uh, I, I agree with you. I'm not going to say, say no to AJ, Edge, Ray. But on paper, that is great. Imagine if we had... Um, AJ and Ray, and then the next week we had AJ and Edge, like in a tournament. We could get we could get loads, you know. We could have got yeah. loads. But actually, I mean, I think it's because you got the history of AJ and Edge, mm. and obviously Edge's history with Reg. Mm-hmm. I think some, I think that's gonna be a really good yeah, uh, triple threat. Matt Hennessy says we are getting DIY back together. I'm so happy. I love the continuity from NXT. Given the psychological damage Champa betrayal caused Johnny years ago, I love that Candice and the rest of the way wouldn't want Champa in the group or anywhere near Johnny. I also appreciate the subtlety of the segment. Unlike like VKM, Triple H did not beat us over the head with the Champa return. You just had Johnny say that he's coming back soon, and Candace saying it's a bad idea. And Vince Jolly would have said a black heart is returning <laughs> soon. It uh, just reminded me of the um, the moment when uh, Seth Rollins was like, you might have him in your corner, but I've got a lunatic in mine, <laughs> and fully undercut the Dean Ambrose return pop. You are right on that front. Yeah. Um, and I, was, I agree. Um, and I also like the continuity between NXT and mm-hmm. the main roster. I think that we do need more of that. Mm-hmm. Just you need a refresher, I think. And it is it, what you say there about um, it's, a VKM would have had us battered over the head, Triple H wouldn't. I think that's where we see Vince in charge overall, Triple H getting things in under the radar. Just looking for Vince to be sent off into the sunset. 
And given his future endeavors, it will never happen because what a toxic environment. I uh, just noticed here that Tempest Allegedly. is currently watching the show. Hi, Tempest. Live chat there. I wonder how Tempest feels about the way. I mean, actually, I know exactly how he feels. He said to me earlier, well, at least it's not on SmackDown. <laughs> Yeah, but we have Gunther, so... Well, that's what, yeah, you know. And then, speaking of, the Mayor of Painsville, Dan. Hello, you wonderful people. Dexter Loomis and the way back on Raw. And it's my birthday. What a time to be alive. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Daniel. Uh, Ten Rosa said, lads, Raw dragged so much today. Not much happened. Um, happened if you don't care about the consolation prize. That being said, you pumped for Eurovision tonight slash this <laughs> week. Are you excited for? And all the loves of the Graham, Norton, and Ryland. I am excited for Loreen of Sweden. Icon of all icons. Dance music sensation. Can't wait. Have been listening to her ever since 2012. Sweden again. Hedgefergie. I have only heard the UK entry. I haven't even heard that. And I was waiting for it to uh, get started. Oh, I yeah. I oh. usually just watch the show. No, as in like the, the song itself. Oh, I'm waiting for her to be like, okay, and here comes the key change. Right, <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, and here is where... Nope, okay, nope. We're, gonna, we're, we're staying at this tempo, are we? Right. Cool. We're staying at this... Okay, cool. Oh, grand. Do you have a favorite Eurovision song of all time? Oh, I mean, unfortunately, it was the one that we didn't actually get to. It was the Eurovision that was cancelled oh, the, the pandemic. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was... I can't wait Love to know. Song. What do you think and about it? It means so much more to me now that I've since become a father yeah, as well. Yeah, I know. That means absolutely nothing to me. <laughs> loathe children. I'd also, uh, my one is Euphoria Ballerine, but also. Ooh, ah, just a little bit. Oh, uh, I mean, as an old classic. Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine has a very, I'll tell you after the show, but a friend of mine has a very funny concept for what that song would best be used for. Um, it's great. That song proper takes me back to uh, school discos. Uh, being, yes. Being in uh, the hall where you were awkwardly dancing. I was too young to be awkwardly dancing, but yeah, the way standing either side waiting for someone to make the first move. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Halcyon days they were. That's very quickly the final one on Uha just a little bit. Is that, that um, when they performed that song, um, they didn't know how to represent the sort of synth computer sounds on the stage, so they just had giant unplugged in computers standing <laughs> next to them. It was great. Uh, Kevin said a bit random, but I thought to myself, I saw the lads' reactions, WrestleMania main event ending, but what about the entrances? This company had no right to do that freaking ending with your reactions to the entrances. I felt for you, Luke, during Cody's entrance. I did cry. I mean, I was spending the whole time the week leading up to it listening to Adrenaline and feeling like, oh my God, his dad. Like, I was ready to cry. Yeah, I absolutely, I I, I cried it felt during his entrance because yeah. it did feel real. And I was like, that's your guy right there. Yeah. And I think Triple H agreed. Big MGM, at least you know Cody's big time now. He's at a point uh, where even when the crowd are like this dead, they pretty much just came for him. I know the truth. Um, Lolo here says, hey, Dan, uh, what's your review of Backlash? I was there. How would you guys rank this in the WWE events you've seen? Top three uh, in Puerto Rico Twitter. EO has been officially adopted as Puerto <laughs> Rican. And I love that Bronson embraced El Gordito chance. I... I have to say, uh, it made me quite emotional because for me, it, I love community stuff. Anything that brings people together, anything that is about uh, identity and 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 pride and celebrating each other and lifting each other up. That moment that, um, as I said before, Bad Bunny coming to the ring and having everyone like singing his chant like they're at a gig was so good. The 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 chance for Zelina Vega, unreal. Even in even in defeat, she was getting those huge chants. I just thought it was an incredible crowd. I thought it was an incredible show. And it was a real advert for why these kind of localized um, pay-per-view events, premium live events 
should be more of a thing. I'm well excited for Money in the Bank in London. I'm well excited at the idea. There's a prospect of an Australia show they've talked about. I'd love to see that because just the, the the vibe in that crowd, the energy of that crowd, how much of it, the Savio Vega pop, oh my God, the Carlito pop, oh my God, it was so good. And like, it did make me, I mean, it did make me long a little bit for JR because the, the the idea of like, Puerto Rico's favorite son, oh my God, like all this stuff running down, really selling this moment. <laughs> what we got instead was Savio Vega, Los Boricuas. I was like, oh, come on. On Michael, you've been so good recently. What was that about? Michael has some absolute clangers yeah. on that show. And whoever well, was, let's not um, forget, he's got over 140 million social media followers. Oh, yeah, and he has. <laughs> but whoever was um, in charge of the drone needs to get fired. What? The drone was a mess. That was so cool. It was a cool idea, but it wobbled all over the place. They're it not... looked like a fan cam. Yeah, it looked like it was directed by Sam Raimi doing the <laughs> Evil Dead, <laughs> chasing Bruce Campbell. That's not what I want. I want. I want it to be smooth. That. No, I thought it was awesome. And I actually gusted they didn't have it on this show. I think every WWE show should open with that crane shot, uh, that drone shot. But if you have a drone shot, it makes it f- every show it makes it feel less special. No. Hard to disagree. Uh, and N64 Live here says to push back on his pushback on your pushback. Here's some cashback. <laughs> have a great day. Thank you, um, Cliff. Uh, Justin Edelheit has been a member for five months in a row. Says Veer Mahan is coming again, and he brought Jinder and Shanky with him. No, he hasn't. That's Sanga. Um, so he doesn't get lost. Can't wait to see him in April 2024. Uh, we have a couple more as well. We, we do. We've got a missing there. username here. Please do let our moderators know. It says I really enjoyed the Trish segment. I think they made a mistake putting her on Raw. She'd be a great contender for Bianca. I think you did a limited deal here, and I think that perhaps in the future, yes. But um... if she is just on a limited deal. Why was she drafted? I mean, yeah, Lita wasn't drafted, was she? No. Um, there's another one just quickly up here from oh, Eric. Eric Maslov. Am I the only one who is really hoping that this Trish Heel turn leads to a match with her and Lita at SummerSlam rather than Becky? This could be the chance for those two to have their match that they should have had at WrestleMania 21 minus a championship. I don't disagree with you there. I'm always happy to see Lita. Um, I would feel less confident in a major showcase match with um, Lita and Trish in 2021. Three, given how irregularly Lita is in the ring. Oh yeah. Um, I don't think it would. I think it's a great um, fantasy booking, but I think the reality of the situation is the match wouldn't necessarily be the the five star classic we would hope it would be. But I, I I like the idea of Lita turning as well and being in Trish's corner. Give me some of that. That would be fun. Like Team Bestie. Yeah. So uh, thank you all so much for watching this episode of Raw. But it is time to announce the winners <laughs> of a signed copy of. The new war, WWE versus AEW, inside Pro Wrestling's hottest new battleground. We will be signing copies of this for these two winners. Thank you to everyone. We had, and this was fun, 316 entries into this, which means 316. 316. Love that. Love that. that Because you got rid of three of them. I I deleted 100 entries just so I could have that. Uh, I'm kidding, of course. We uh, put them all, uh, all the names into a hat and we picked out and here are our two winners. So congratulations (laughs) to Jimmy Losato and Chuck C. We'll be getting in touch with you via email to get an address for for the pair of you so you can get your signed copy of this book. And if you haven't, if you aren't one of our winners, sorry uh please do go and buy yourself a copy of it mm. our moderators will be spamming that link for you to go and click and it's available through amazon which means throughout the world so go and get your copy uh we haven't had any more extra chats come through have we not that i can see but it's time to check the poll it's time to check the poll let me close that one good job you're here because i would have just 
end the show without doing it. Um, we have some results. Thumbs up 55%, mid 40%, thumbs down 3%. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a really low, really low thumbs really down. Really low thumbs down. Yeah. So that's, a, that's a good turnout for Monday Night Raw. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, good. Glad everyone liked it. So thank you all so much for watching. If you've made it this far and haven't already, please do press the subscribe button. We are less. We're around about 8,000 away from our <gasps> next target, which oh. is 85,000 subscribers. And when we hit that target, we're going to be doing another randomizer event that will oh be God, linked that. to. So, you know, if we hit it in July, we'll do a Money in the Bank randomizer. Come on, let's do a Money in the Bank randomizer. Drive that up. Come if we, on. If we can get, I'd love to get there by let's July. Let's make so it we happen. Could do a, uh, a Money in the Bank randomizer. I think that'd be yeah. really funny. If we do it in August, we'll do a SummerSlam main <gasps> event randomizer. Yeah. So there's a lot of fun stuff that we're going to be doing, but we need your help in order to get there. So please do press that subscribe button. Also go and check out Cutscene. I'm really proud of it, and I need those videos numbers up so I can get another series. <laughs> Until then, I've been Luke Owen, D-A-D. That has been the Professor Dan Layton, P-H-D-A-D. Jam that jam. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 